if we get back to that three percent range, right? Do we have the inventory? Nope. It's gonna push prices up because everybody wants to get back. Oh, I'm right. Like, They're like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. It's like, yo, this is actually a dope time to buy because it ain't that much competition. You can get closing costs out. They bought sorry. the house we were in in 1970. I'm sorry. Six. And then um, they bought. <laughs> Oh, sound like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you something else with the bone and the jello pudding. Oh. Welcome to the Real Estate Wire, folks. My name is Dan, the realtor. Which way should I be looking? I don't know. Oh, good look. Matter of fact, look this way. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, brother. Oh. My brother-in-law was like, you need to have that in your arsenal. So I was like, all right. I'm just oh, your brother-in-law recommended uh-huh. that? Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the uh, real estate wire. Dan, the realtor. Oh, yeah. You got to introduce yourself, right? Mortgage Coach Marcus. You know who it is. You know what it is. Yeah, brother. I'm about to like this underground uh, podcast number. Well, this will be this will be like the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the pilot. Like on Cosby Show when... Sandra wasn't wasn't there, mm-hmm. but then like after two or three episodes, she just popped up. And then they had a, like, uh, <laughs> remember when when uh, uh, Family Matter? Yeah. Remember they had Judy, and then all of a sudden Judy went away. What was it, Julie? That's Judy? Like, no, I didn't name the little the little sister. Yeah, the sister. Yeah, Judy was. Yeah. She was just gone. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're just not gonna have her no more. Then, and you know what she ended up doing? Then the baby pit, and then the baby popped up, right? Mm-hmm, a little Richie. Yeah. She ended up doing, yeah, uh, yeah. We don't need to talk on that. I think, I think she, <laughs> she went to another line of work. She went to another, another profession. Yeah, as she it went, were. She wasn't selling them houses. But nah, she wasn't in real estate. Some. She was, she was in sales though. <laughs> yeah. For sure, she was in sales. Yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it. So let's get to real estate news. Let's get to the three headlines. First headline, obviously, most people know, mortgage rates dip. Actually, mortgage rates dip below seven percent. You seen that <laughs> on urban turf? And about saying in what country? In what country? <laughs> in America, not in, not in this one. <laughs> yeah, they say they at six point nine five as of November second. Nah, the overnight averages were like even as of yesterday were like seven point three. They pretty much well, it's still like seven percent. Six point nine five is still seven percent, right? Okay, but uh, let's say long-term rates dropped back down on Thursday after rising above 7% last week. Freddie Mac reported a 6.95 average with a 0.0.8 on a 30-year. This is down 13 basis points from last year. So what are they talking about? What are you seeing? So on the street, your mm-hmm. real mortgage rates are right at 7% across the board. I mean, whether and to be honest with you, it's whether you whether you've got good credit now of course if you've got credit that needs some work um if you got credit that needs some work then your rate's gonna be higher or the fees that you have to pay to get the get the loan gonna be higher right, right. but if your average credit score is 640 660 680 um 700 and you don't need a higher score to be able to get a mortgage i actually just Posted about that the other day, but let's say your credit score is in that mid six hundreds, mm-hmm. you're still sitting at seven percent no matter what on a thirty year fixed, right? Um, and and but seven percent interest rates, you know, I actually been speaking this over the last couple of weeks. 
um, when your rates are in that six to seven percent range, that that helps for a more responsible home purchase. And, right. And and here's why I say it because at two and three percent that we saw mm-hmm. during the pandemic and even you know post pandemic as as the the rates begin to increase, someone that is a first time buyer or maybe a repeat buyer a rate of two and three percent like that might have you buying a six or seven hundred thousand dollar home sure of course <laughs> which is the square footage on it and all the amenities and you know utilities or whatever that might be more than what Electric, you really gas. Yeah, it's yeah. more than what you really are prepared for right 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 right. the taxes yeah so yeah because because the higher the property the higher the taxes wow. and, and people right. you know right. you got to pay it so if you if you bring the rates up then you housing prices or the price that the buyer is actually looking at it change your price point by minimum of 50,000 but on average probably about 125 mm-hmm. you know about 150 so um so what do you what do you what do what do, what do buyers because I I did a post last week where I think it's actually pretty dope to buy in a high interest rate market mm-hmm. one because it's not a lot of competition out there I mean I got property sitting on the market now 15 20 30 days Two years ago, the joints would have been gone in a weekend. Really? And I did a post the other day. I'm like, yo, this is actually a dope time to buy because it ain't that much competition. You can get closing costs out. You can get you can get home inspection. You actually can get home inspections now. Remember home inspections? <laughs> everything was as is. The last two years, everything was as is. Now, it's like, psh. So I, yeah. I was like, yo, I think it's actually a good time to buy a second if you get in at a 7% when nobody else is trying to get in. They already said race is going. We know race is going to go down. Yeah. So if you buy at you buy at seven, then you refi at when it goes down. It's probably going to go down. What? What do you think it'll go down? Like three, four? It nah, won't go, I don't think, I don't like think we're going back down. It'll it'll probably hang, hang in that in that five percent range. So we're not going to see threes no more. Probably. No. <laughs> that was such an anomaly. But on FHA though, FHA rates tend to be about half a point cheaper than. Between uh, 0.5% to 0.65% cheaper than uh, conventional. Oh. And, but you have to have better a, a better credit profile in order to be able to qualify for conventional in mm-hmm. most situations. So I don't see us going back to this 3 and 4%. There's no way that we can do that because here's the reality. <laughs> if, you, if we get back to that 3% range. Right. Do we have the, the inventory? Nope. It's going to push prices up even more. Everybody wants to get back. Oh, I'm right. Back. They're like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. So we get then back. Into, go, and so that's another. That's home inspections thing. go away. Home inspections go away. Multiple bid situations come back. Bro. And I'm like, look, if you're waiting for interest rates to go down, because these are the waiters, right? They've been waiting for prices to come down. And then yeah. when the prices start coming, then the interest rates go up. So they've been waiting. So realistically, you got people that's been waiting. For three years to buy, and there's other people that's been taking action this whole time and been buying, and they win every single time. Being in the business, you bought your home. Let's make it a little bit personal, right? Mm-hmm. You bought your home in what year? 2020. <clears throat> well, my first, well, my 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 building I bought in 2020. My my personal residence I yeah. bought in 2020 as well, actually. How many houses did you see before? This is the one that you knew. See, I'm different, bro. 
You talk about in my lifetime. You have to think about it. No, this. I'm just saying, like this. How could we talking about like? But what I'm saying is, I've seen probably close to maybe three or four thousand houses in my lifetime. Yeah. Okay. So when I saw my house, you knew what to look for. I knew. Place. I was like, oh, this is dope. All right, all right cool. Let's put an offer in on it. So it didn't really take me. Didn't take me long at all. We walked in. Only thing I was nervous about was if my wife was going to like it. Because I loved it, so I had to play it cool. I was like, all right, it's all right. And then I was looking at it back at her. Like, I was like, I was like oh, shit. I she like it. it. And I was like, okay, I still play it cool. Da, da, da. And I called my lender at the time. <laughs> and um, sorry, it wasn't you. I hadn't met you. It's all good. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> right, right. But um, then he was like, yeah, I think you can do it. Da, da, da. And then, you know, that was the end of that. And, so it didn't take me long because I already knew I'm in the business. So I understand somebody who don't, who not in the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The reason why I ask is because, like, I know you do see a ton of houses, right? Whether you're actually putting your feet in the home, mm-hmm. unlocking the door, showing someone, or you're previewing a home, or you're just looking online. You see, you're looking at houses all the time. And if you're just driving, your eyes are tuned to... What you see, how you know how many signs right. are in neighborhoods or, on, or along along the roads or whatever. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Like when when we were in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, this past weekend, sitting in Starbucks, and I was sitting there talking to my wife, and she's drinking her coffee, and we're just chilling. And it's eight something in the morning, I think, uh-huh. nine in the morning. And this dude sitting in the corner says, "Something." I hear him say, "Twenty percent down payment." My ears perk up. Sure. <laughs> right. Anytime I hear people talking about percentages, yeah. and down, like like I don't care how far they away in the room they are from me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to use that supersonic hearing to figure out why well, I position myself. Like, what you because I, you know, what whatever. About? <laughs> right. so, I did, so I did. So I did. I pushed up on him and just said, uh, you know, asked him what he was doing and if he's in the business and all that. So we had a conversation. But the point that I'm making is that you see a lot of houses. Um, so you know you can you can make it you can make a faster decision yeah. than the average home buyer. With yeah. me, when I bought my first condo in '99, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw, I think I saw like four or five homes, and it was and I was only looking for like a one bedroom, two bedroom would have been a maximum, but I ended up buying a one bedroom, one bath, um, and it was like, I think eight or nine hundred square feet. You know, for oh wow, condo. okay, where was it at? In Manassas, in Virginia. Manassas, mm-hmm. Virginia. I bought it for fifty four thousand dollars. In man asses? <laughs> I paused. Um, <laughs> I flipped it for over 200000 you know, in, in, oh, in 2005. Okay. So, um, and I'd already gotten into the business by then, but I put that money into a townhouse. Mm-hmm. And then the townhouse that I, that I bought, I, I saw it one time and I knew that was the one. So, I think it circles all the way back to the front. Like, we want to always position our buyers and, our, and, your, and any of our clients to be able to be well positioned to that when they so that when they see what they've been looking for, mm-hmm. what they've been dreaming about, or see what everybody else have or on HGTV or whatever, when they, when they, when they have the opportunity to, to grasp it, they can do it right away. So that means they got to take action. Yep. Prior to that day. So make sure your your income is, is straight. Make sure your assets are to get are together, mm-hmm. and make sure that your credit is in line. Um, and there's always work that can be done, you know, outside yeah, of that. But I think you're right. Like, the more prepared and, you are, the better you are able to win. Right. So let's get to uh, let's get to the next headline. Twenty five thousand residences and counting. DC is saying that seventy that they're seventy percent of the way toward meeting their twenty twenty five housing 
production goals. What does that mean? Does that so mean- basically, <laughs> so what they saying, they basically are, they have a, uh, so they have a, um, a goal of housing, of housing available housing that they want. So let's keep reading. DC is 70% of the way towards meeting uh, Mario Bowser's goal of producing 36,000 new housing units by 2025. Approximately 25,000 units have been delivered between 2019 and September 2020. Per the latest available data over the WMAO, the planning and the uh, DP, DMEP, basically, the uh, planning and economic development. This represents 69% of the total. So, I mean, I don't know. Anytime you drive downtown, all you see is cranes everywhere. I think I heard, y'all could fact check me, that we, in D.C., we have like one of the we're building faster than a lot of the other cities as far as like new construction, new development. And I mean, DC in, in, in DC is one of the hottest areas and rarely do we even feel the effects of recessions in this real estate market. Right. Because we're, we're attacked. We're in a sub market here where I'm in Montgomery County. Where you, you in Waldorf? Where you at? <laughs> I'm in Parker County. Sula? No, I'm in Virginia. I'm a Virginia boy. Oh yeah, that's right. You're in the five country. four zero. Stand that's, up. Don't oh, my, fault. my fault. My fault, girl. My fault. <laughs> but 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 so, yeah, we're in the sub markets. So mm-hmm. when people can't do DC, they come to Moco or PG. Yeah. Maybe they might hit the road and go to Falco or, or Manassas or say it right. How you say it? Falcor. F A U Q U I E R. That was a never-ending story reference for y'all at home. Falcor. But yeah, so because we have schools or colleges yeah we have the federal government yep we have sports teams even though they suck oh wait what's that on your hat even though they stink hey, right we can touch on that in a second they stink i'm just telling you they do <laughs> and, and but we have that that drives housing apple amazon google like yeah, aol right. is out here for, right. know, for a little bit mm-hmm. um i mean um you, you've always you have lockheed martin you know what i'm saying you, you have these you know, those are government contractors but i mean we do have a large yeah private sector um the area median income is high around here but mm-hmm. so is that you know and, and of course so is housing but we don't like you to your point we don't feel that we don't feel the drop off as much as some other right places right and i mean that's that's one thing that really saved a lot of people in this area in 08 was yo because we have such a stable and you know it's different in different parts of, you know you're talking about like Pennsylvania, Utah, mm. like those areas don't really have as much of a stable. Even like Miami sometimes goes up and down. You know what I mean? I mean, the condo market coming <clears throat> back though, man, they kind of hit a little bit of a slump. Yeah. But they, they, because, you know, everybody was scared of COVID and all that. But it seemed like it's coming, it's bouncing back now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I thought, I honestly thought that we was going to have a, a, a dip, like a huge, I thought we was going to have like, Bitches just gonna be closed down, like you're just gonna see empty buildings, like in China, where <laughs> cities and cities that's yeah. just vacant. But it didn't actually; it, it bounced back pretty quick, man. No, I think I think um, people want nice housing. I think at the end of the day, most of the people that we interact with, they want to end up with nice housing, right? Mm-hmm. If no other, if for no other reason that they feel this sense, I think of maybe competition or increased desire from what they see on tv or what they drive past all the time you know right you know if you're even if you live in a lower income area and let's say you're you know a late teen early 20s mid 20s or whatever and you live in a lower income area 
you're still watching TV, you're still engaged in things, and you see, you know, your favorite celebrities or whomever doing things like and they they pull up in whatever they pull up in and they put the key in to that to the nice place. You like you kind of it sparks a dream a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I think from from what you and I do is so important because like you could achieve success and greatness at whatever level you're supposed to. Right. So the responsible realtor, responsible lender is going to help you stay within your means to take yep. these incremental steps towards getting to where yep. you have achieved that thing called success. And success means different things. Different different for everybody. I was talking to a, a client today and, you know, we were having a conversation where it's like his, his property's overpriced, <laughs> right? And I go, hey, look, you, did you hire me to tell you what you want to hear? Or you, you hired me to, to help you sell your property? Yeah. Because I can sit here all day and tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, there's the, he said there's um, the market value. And then he, he said there's a market value. And then there's what I want. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. But we have to listen to what the buyers are saying your property is worth. Yeah. If we're, so it's two things. Either, either you have a bunch of showings and no offers, or you have no showings and maybe one or two offers. So if you have a bunch of showings and no offers, that means the price is too high. That's it. It means the buyers went there and looked at it and they said, ah, we're not going to pay for it. It's not like we can, I'm getting butts in the seats. Butts yeah. is coming in the seats. But they're looking at it and they're going, uh, nah, the price. So, or it's just, I mean, we are seeing a slowdown in the market as far as showings, but we're not seeing a slowdown as far as home sales. In other words, people are still buying and selling, just not as many buyers are out looking around. Mm. And so I was like, look, I mean, long story short, you price too high. <laughs> well, I think it's worth this. Well, okay. Show me something that has sold for the price that you think we should sell it for. It's personal attachment is inflating the value. Bingo. <laughs> it's personal. And I'm like, look, well, maybe you need to lay out for another five years or three or four years and see where the market goes. Because this may not be the market where you can get that. Mm -hmm. Two mm -hmm. years ago, of course. You, two years ago, you could have sold it for a million bucks. You could sell a shoebox. Don't matter. People could be lying up at the door. But this is a different market. And so, you know, having to catch people up to the realities of the market yeah. is kind of our job as professionals. You know what's so funny about that is like technology has moved so fast and we have access to so much information, but yet our digestion of it mm. is like, it's so slow. Digestion, that's a good word. Right, because I don't know why people are still <laughs> surprised about the rates I mean, not being 3% anymore. Right, I was reading an article and they were talking about how most buyers, or was it a meme or something I saw on the internet? Most buyers are, uh, most buyers think it's 2008 and most sellers think it's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, nah, yo, <laughs> you ain't going to put your property on the market and then it's going to go. But speaking of technology, that actually leads to our third headline, which is what is, this is on Realtor.com, what is an iBuyer, a guide to buying, the pros and cons and the cost. In a nutshell, iBuying, so iBuying is like a, I'll, I'll explain it to you. iBuying is a relatively new and different way to buy and sell houses. The business has been in the news lately. It's not really much here on the East Coast, um, but it's, I know it's big in like the mid and the West Coast. Um, it's a relatively new way to sell houses of lately. Um, if you're a home seller who wants to sell your house fast and with minimal fee, with minimal fuss, selling to an iBuyer is certainly one option to consider. 
So funny enough, I had a client who um, just the other day was doing a for sale by owner and he was doing this limited service uh, company. And so I said to him like, hey, I don't really know much about limited service, explain it to me. So basically they put his property on the market and charge him a flat fee. I said, okay, we listen to property for 425. Spoiler alert, we're gonna put the property on the market. He's a little list for me. But I said, how much are you gonna put the property on the market for? It's 425, how much are they gonna charge you? $4,000, okay, so they're gonna charge you 1%. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. He said, yeah, they're gonna charge me, I guess, 1%. I mean, yeah, that's the math, right? Um, I you know, I didn't graduate college, but I know that 1% is $4,000. PG County did pretty good with that. Yeah, PG County, oh, right, 4,000, <laughs> okay. Um, forty-two fifty, but we ain't, ain't going. Ain't oh, going, ain't the fifty dollar. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> See, that's why you're a lender. So, I said, okay, you got one percent. Now, you got to pay a buyer's agent who's mm -hmm. going to bring you the property because this limited service. He said, well, they just put the property on MLS, which is all you real estate agents do anyway. I said, yeah, okay, all right. So they, so you're going to pay a buyer's agent three. How much are you going to pay a buyer's agent? He said, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to pay him three percent. I said, okay, so you're going to pay a buyer's agent three percent because. You're not going to sell your property unless you pay the buyer's agent. Nobody's going to do it for free. Do you go to work for free? No, of course not. So the buyer's agent, gonna, they're going to make money too. So I said, how much are you going to pay him? He said, 3%. I said, okay, so you're going to send this list, limited service 1% plus whatever transactional fees they have. You're going to pay the buyer's agent 3%. So you're at 4% right now, right? 3 plus 1, 4, right? He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. So let me ask you a question. How familiar are you w with the Maryland Regional contract he goes i don't know that i'm just going to give them a contract well they're going to bring you a contract the mm -hmm. buyer going to bring you the contract right the maryland regional contract and it's going to have all these addendums it's like a 70 page document all these different documents. how familiar are you with that oh, i'm not familiar at all okay so <laughs> what happens does the limited service do they explain like what do they do in the event let's say for example they have a home sale contingency mm -hmm. oh well, what's a home sale contingency Okay, so you don't know what a home sale contingency is. He's like, no, okay. Well, did they explain it? He's like, no, they don't really do anything. They, they just basically act as what they call a fiduciary. I said, okay, so what if they need a rent back? Like, what if, well, not a, not a rent back, but what if they need a, uh, what, if, what if their earnest money deposit doesn't show up? What do you do? Well, so I'm like, well, does this limited service company, are they fighting on your behalf? No, they're not licensed. Oh, they're not licensed? So they can't really negotiate a broker on your behalf. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, not really. I'm like, so you kind of getting what you pay for. You got a one percent fee for basically somebody to just throw it online for you, but then yeah. you got to do everything else yourself, and you've never done it before. You've never. I've, I've, I sell fifteen to twenty houses a year for the past ten years, and this is your first time doing it, and you're just ne like, I was just like, wow, that's tough. So, your your breakdown of that is great number one because you basically ask a few questions within a matter of three minutes four minutes that sh that makes the light bulb go off yeah <clears throat> that this gentleman or whoever it may be is thinking about selling their property at a price that's that doesn't even match up with the market number one and then when you get beyond that let's say you do put it on the market that everything that comes along with a live listing, right? He has nothing. He has he no idea what he's doing. And I, I think that's kind of like you know, it's the difference. The way I explain it is like, look, taxes. Let's take any other profession. Let's take WebMD. Let's take doctor. You can look on WebMD and figure out what's wrong with you. 
but you, you're not going to sit there and perform the surgery yourself, right? We're legit, like, back in the seller's market. I mean, I'm sorry, buyer's market. Well, we're, not, we're still in the seller's market because it's about the months of inventory. We're still well okay, below from, from that right? six months of inventory. But what's okay, so let's we're in the seller's market, but mm -hmm. what's happening is a year ago, you had prices, uh, homes that were being listed, bidding wars, 30 people coming in, right? You're getting every contingency waived and you know, price that's 50 grand over what it was listed for, something like that, mm -hmm. right? Now, okay, we're still in the seller's market, but now you're getting property sitting on the, on, on the market longer, mm -hmm. you're getting you're seeing price reductions all over the place. And so that four twenty five actually gets sold for four hundred or four right. ten. Now the price reductions is interesting because houses that are priced appropriately are still selling. Okay, but it goes back to what we were saying earlier, where buyers, a lot of the homeowners, are still in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So they're coming out like the, like like the property I got on the market now, where he's like, I want to sell it here, but ain't nobody buying it there because we've been mm -hmm. on the market and we've had showings and nobody's buying it. So yeah. now it's a price reduction. So. A lot of the price reductions, again, remember, a lot of this stuff is headline-driven. People go, oh, there's a bunch of price reductions. Yeah, because I, I guarantee most of us agents who are in the business, who are touching it every day, mm -hmm. we're probably telling them, like, nah, that price is not going to fly. Yeah. Here's where it needs to be. Where two years ago, the past two years, all right, you want to sell it there? Sure, let's go. And it's going to go. But they would say, this is where that 425 is cool. We just we'll put it here. Mm -hmm. We know because of the market. It's going it's to go out at right. 425 or 450. Sure. Right. And, and I'm seeing from a lending perspective, when I get contracts coming over, the price is what it is, but I'm getting seller concessions. I'm seeing two and three oh, yeah. percent, you know, yeah. from back from the seller towards closing costs. And that's good. It is. It's it is. good for the market to have a more balanced market because it's not sustainable. To have seventeen offers on a—I mean, <laughs> just last year I'm, I'm putting a property on the market over in Prince George County. We had seventeen offers. Then the deal fell through. Put it back on the market. We have fourteen offers. It's unsustainable. It's not a healthy. But now we're actually in a healthy market, and people are kind of getting used to it. Like, oh crap, this is because you know we got short-term memory. But this is exactly how it was in 2017, 2016. Thirty days on market, fifteen days on market is normal. So I would like to see this same environment. And, it, and we know in the fourth quarter of every year, typically um, the market begins to slow yep. because of holidays. Yep. Basically, once kids go back to school, we, we, we start to see the market slow down, right? But <clears throat> we also get an opportunity to see uh, people get into homes in a very reasonable way. It's some of the most joyous times in our careers because... The person who didn't have a home now has a home they can celebrate and have a family right, Thanksgiving, fam. yep. Christmas, and that type of thing. And, and sometimes there's not a lot under the tree, but the <laughs> fact, what you got to recognize is the tree is in the house that we own. Yep. Right? I remember, like, you know, with our family, I come from a family of four, and um, my mom and dad were saving to, to, to build a home. And the house that they bought was like nineteen. They did a new build. Yeah, yeah. From, oh, from the ground up. Oh, that's back in the seventies, though. That's right. You no, old? No. I forgot. No. <laughs> sorry. They bought sorry. the house we were in in nineteen seventy. I'm sorry. Six, I believe it was. And then um, they bought. <laughs> 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 you stupid. Bro. 
I'm sorry. And then we were, they were saving for uh, for this house that was eventually they built it in 1987. Wow. So I remember them not having a lot of gifts under the tree. But before that even happened, my parents like we would have family dinners and they talked about, hey, we're getting ready to build a house. We're getting ready to move out of here. Right. Of course, I didn't want to. I was gonna leave my friends. We're gonna move out of here. We're gonna just set ourselves up. For long-term wealth. See, that was a good lesson for you, too. What did that teach you? So I had no idea that, that they were teaching me how to be disciplined, number one, because you can forego the things that you want mm-hmm. to end up grabbing something you know, or obtaining something that you need. So yeah. let's dial it back on these other things that we're, that we're, we're spending money on, invest that money, put it in, a, in another spot to where when we buy a home. I mean, I can remember... Because the house was supposed to be in one location and the plans fell through somehow. But then the location that they found, which is ended up in Catlett, and uh, I remember What's it the called? Catlett, C A T L A T T. Oh, there's a Catlick. Catlett. Cat. Oh. I get Catlick all the time. <laughs> there's not a joke. But that's crazy because I grew up on Cat Skill. So we're basically the same person. Right. I'm just, I got a better beard. But, wow. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it's coming out. That's, oh, what, okay. that's, what I, that's what I get for Joan. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember our parents driving us out to um, to the location and the trees, and it was just this this one little road, and it, and it opened up into this kind of this, this clearing. And they said that's where the house is going to be, and y'all have all this yard, and that's the property tight. goes all the way back. And that's I was tight. like, really? I was like, I grew up on sidewalks riding my bike and popping yeah. wheelies. And, wasn't no more riding bikes on the sidewalk and popping wheelies in the street. It was none of that. But it taught me that that short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain, uh-huh. man, I, and, it's, and it impacted me to the degree of, I, I've never known anything else but home ownership. So I was born into home ownership. When I turned 21, I bought, I bought a condo. But you know, a few years later, I bought the townhouse. And then I ended up buying a single family home with, with my wife. But that's the, like, I've lived it. So I try to share that and try to, to give these people, which we call the next generation of, of homeowners, um, <clears throat> we do our best to give them that experience. Because your son will never know anything else but homeownership. Nah, he bougie. Hey, listen. He only eat organic. But that's the way, because his daddy work hard, his mom work hard, right? <laughs> I'd be like, so babe, get a boy some Cheerio, get a, get a boy some honey nut. No, it's only organic. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. I'll go sell some more houses. Okay. That's what it is. Yes, yes, baby. What would be your real estate tip of the day, right? If you could give the people, because we're talking to potential buyers, we're talking to existing home buyers, but if you can give them a, a tip, some short Real estate like, tip. One know? thing I would say, if you're looking to sell your home, staging, mm. staging is one of the best dollars that you could spend if you're looking to sell you if you're putting your property on the market you only get one chance to make a first impression and you know you 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 want to make sure that your house is is appealing is appealing to have your house in order you got to get your house in order you got to get it you got to get that's my uncle you got to get your house in order because buyers gonna walk in and i'll tell you this and I don't care if you guys think this is sexist or not. Women make the decision when it comes to which house you're going to buy. Say it again. Women make the decisions when it comes to which house you're going to buy. You walk in there with your wife. 
and she don't like it, you're not buying it. It's not going to happen. And women are very visual. They it needs to look good. It needs to smell good. The, I don't so and don't use them cookie, so look, cookies and cream. Let me say <laughs> I I don't know that that's sexist enough. I think, and we in, we're in a different society, which I think is soft anyway. That we don't want to say what soft what really is. I think that's a straight well, up. You're talking fact. about another podcast, right? If, here, but. Right. If my if if my wife the house I live in is the one I'm in because. Like it was the one my wife wanted, mm-hmm. and right at first I didn't want nothing to do with it because it was priced. <laughs> out, it was priced out of where I felt most comfortable. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw the numbers, I was like, "Oh, well, actually, we can make this work." And it was a neighborhood I really wanted to be in anyway. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it, it felt it the way that she wanted. It looked, and she could get her vision. She could like actually execute her vision, bro. I was like, "If that's what you want, okay, yeah, we'll make it happen." Because yeah, so, God forbid you live in the house for 30 years and your wife oh, every day. I didn't want this house anyway. I, I didn't even like... Oh, God, look. Let's just, and that's that's why I say staging is very, very important. Even I mean, you know, you want to touch up the little things here and there. And I think as, as we own our house for a while, we own our homes, we start to go blind to some of the imperfections. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, why it's good to have a real estate agent who can come in with a, with a distance, as a distance, a distance, a distance. Hold on, what? <laughs> as a disinterested third party, <laughs> as a disinterested third party who can say, "Yo, you, y'all gonna fix that?" Oh yeah, we're gonna fix. Yeah, I, I would say maybe want to touch this up. Might want to touch that up. But staging, man, that's my real real estate tip of the day. Get staging; it's worth it. So. Would that require you to actually do it and give your tips, or do you have a person that you? Know well, there's all different types. Staging. You can do full staging. You can do partial staging, mm-hmm. right? Where you just have a staging company come in, and and then there's also just repositioning of the furniture. A lot of yeah. times, if you're on a budget and you say, "Look, I ain't trying to drop, you know, whatever it costs to do the staging," mm-hmm. you can say, "Look, I'm just going to do maybe the stager comes in and just advises on how to reposition it so that it flows better." Got it. Got then it. you have the partial stage where they come in and they're just going to do, you know, items here and there, and they're going to bring some of their stuff and still use your furniture as well. And then you got the full stage, especially on vacant houses if you're not living there no more. Really good to just bring a full stage in there because people need to be able to see themselves in your home. Yeah, yeah. If they see your furniture, your pictures, your old beat up lazy boy, they still got lazy boys. I don't. Uh, you got an old lazy boy, don't you? Stinky lazy boy. I, it ain't stinky, but I actually did. <laughs> no, we, instead of a regular rocking chair for our, our, our daughter, uh, my wife was like, "Oh, I want to be comfortable, so we can oh, be a lazy boy." That's sweet. Your daughter's nice. I used so be, pretty. I used to be knocked out of that. She's job. so pretty. Your daughter's so sweet. I appreciate it. She don't look nothing like you. She's a. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a setup. Hey, my, hey, my wife is beautiful. That so, was a setup. So she she get, is, I set you up. You walk right she in. Get, that. She get a pretty from my mom. You give me your real estate tip of the day from the from the lending perspective. Lender side of uh, real estate tip of the day. Um, I'm not gonna be general. I'm gonna be specific. Make sure your credit is in the best position possible. Say that again. Make sure your credit is in the best position possible. So how do you do? Uh, okay, my credit is at. A, a 580. What do I do? So, if your credit is in a five, in the position of 580, we got to establish a couple of things. Number one, you can't be afraid of taking a step to really discover the truth about what you're, what's on your credit report. Okay. Right? Um, you know, I'm going to say not you as in you, but people know 
whether they're paying their bills or not, right? So let's just keep it like, and you know, we say they keep it a buck, we keep it like whatever. Like, let's just be real about it. You know, you're not really paying things on time. Okay, fine. But sure. you have a goal, you have an end goal of buying a house. Right. So, okay, let's just be real about what it is laid on the table. All right, credit's 580. Number one, you are eligible for financing with a 580 credit score. But it's not the best of financing, but, but, it's, but it's there. <laughs> right. It's there. So what do you need at 580? What do you need at yeah. What do you mean what do you need? The, the, the requirements to get in. Oh, 3.5% down payment. That's an FHA loan. 3.5? That's I it. it was 10. No. 579 down to 500 is 10%. Oh. Yep. And it, but if you're a veteran, you can actually get a VA loan and still not have to put down a down payment. So you can sign up for the military and quit and then be like, <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> we think outside of the box here on the real estate wire. Okay. Okay. I'm trying but, to think of all the options. You feel me? But, but let's, so, so, so somebody comes to me with a 580 credit score. I'm going to be like, look, number one, I'm not going to treat you like you got a 580 credit score or make you feel any worse than what you probably... You, so you're not going to laugh at them on the... Nah, like, not a bit. Because like, everybody gets, <clears throat> runs into, into situations, my, life happens. My credit was beat at 20-something years old. Like, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. Right. So the people that have a 580 credit score, unless something tragically happened, they just simply don't know how to do it. Nobody, nobody's ever showed them how to do it. Okay. So, again, my, my focal point is... Because you sent me the video and said, I get right to the point, right? Because so, <laughs> we both long-winded. Um, make sure your credit is in order. So at 580 credit score, look, I'm going to do the, a full analysis, free of charge, tell you exactly what you need to do to be able to clean up the items. And, and, and if you have any potential score improvement, the, my systems will tell me and tell mm. us. So, have a, so, the, so, the, so the basic practical steps, number one, have a credit monitoring system. Definitely use Credit Karma, right? But know that the Credit Karma score compared to your real mortgage score, Credit Karma usually about 30 points higher than where your real mortgage score is going to be. Credit Karma is usually higher than what it really is. Correct. Correct. Oh. There's different credit uh, repositories, different uh, credit scoring systems, um, but Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, whatever, those are the ones that, are, that can give you the information to help you monitor that's being added to your report and being taken off your report. You said so, rep repository. That's a, that's a big word. <clears throat> I flunked out of college one time. So, oh. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh -huh. so yeah, so have that Credit Karma mm -hmm. app on your phone. Monitor it that way. Sometimes your credit cards will give you free access to your credit scores. So use that. And then secondly, if you do engage in a conversation with me, then let's look at the credit report. I do the analysis. I'll give you the steps to make sure that your credit can improve. And then, but, but I can tell you this, I look in any one of these cameras, 100% guaranteed. If I give you the plan, it'll 100% guaranteed that it'll work. So if, if I can get you from a 580 and the scores can go to 640, and that 640 puts you in the realm of lending where you can get a down payment assistance program or a better mortgage loan, I'm gonna get you there. So all the way to the front door, exact to the point, Make sure your credit is important uh, and taken care of because without the credit, man, ain't no house. Yeah, without the you, money, you can have no a whole house. bunch of money and no credit. Unless you're buying cash. But vice versa, you can have good credit and not a lot of money, right? Correct. And still buy a house. And you, good credit can take you a lot further than a lot of things can in this business. Wow. Because when underwriters look at the information, that can be a compensating factor sometimes. Like, the higher the credit score, the lower the risk. Ah, uh, right. 
Because the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Go ahead and talk about it. I think that leads us to our next and last topic. Real estate hot. We should do like this. We should do it. We should say real estate hot. And then we both together say or not. Now that's kind of like men on film and letting color. It's tight. Trust me. It's going to work. All right. So, run, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Run, run it. Run it. You ready? You ready? How you want to do it? I'm going to say real estate hot. And then you say, and then together we say or, or not. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's tight. All right. Here we go. Real estate. So next we're going to go. We're building this plane as we fly it, people. Trust your bizoy. Here we go. So next, we're not going to go to our topic, real estate hot or, or not. not. <laughs> that was, that actually was like hated it. That's tight. It felt, it felt, it's going to come, it's going to come together on the, when you listen back, you'll be like, oh, that's tight. We need it to felt look. like David Allen Greer and, and, and uh, Damon Wayne though. Yeah, no, we are David Allen Greer. I'm Damon, you, the other guy. Nobody knows the other guy. No, we do know David Allen Greer because he actually what do you still, do? he's still working. He was on uh, Blackish, wasn't he? Blackish? Oh, he. <laughs> Damon got a lot of competition because he got Kim, Sean, Marlon. I think and Damon behind the scenes, though. He's doing a lot behind the scenes now, a lot of production. A but lot he of... real talk was like super, super funny. David, yeah. Damon Wayne used to have. I know. Because he was the one that he came out first, right? On Living Color. So he was the major one. Yeah. Like, so Keenan produ- well, was the mastermind behind it. But yeah. like, Damon was the one. Yeah. When the, he got he everybody in, he broke the door down for all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They got wise, a sister too. And she's weak. Kim. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah. She's weak. She was on that show. What was that show with, with LL Cool J? Don't. Uh, cool I in the house. In the house. In the house. It was in called the In the House. Yeah. Well, and what had me geeking was he was in the SW1. Sean was up on, up on, the, uh, on the thing as a DJ. Mm. On the turntables, mm. Mm. you remember? I'm not as old as you. That's why I'm trying. You do know you. you do remember in Living Color. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but he was up on the turntables. Ain't wasn't no cables hanging from the turntables or nothing. Uh, like, you weren't playing nothing. Oh, uh, you thinking about? And his dance was whack behind the turntables or whatever. So, so real estate hot or not? <clears throat> Refrigerator magnets. Trifling. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what about real estate swag? Keychains. Talk about that. It's good, but you got to have good stuff, though. Because here's what I know. When I go to, like, different seminars or, or I have I set up a booth and I have a bunch of swag and realtors, it could be a 100% realtor convention. There, there will be, if there's a 1,000 realtors in the room, there will be 500 to 600 realtors that are just coming to the pay- table looking to grab some candy. They might grab a flyer. They're going <laughs> to grab the sanitizer. They're just really here to put a bunch of stuff in sanitizer. their bag. Sanitizer. Yeah, they <laughs> put something in their bag. But... That's actually one of the things that I've really thought about over the years of what is it that I, what type of swag that actually can be created that will refrigerator magnets generate dog. business. You need to get on a refrigerator <clears throat> magnet. Let me say, let me tell you a quick story about a refrigerator. Tell magnet. me a quick story. Oh, you got a refrigerator magnet story? Up, but it's not a real estate. It's not from a lender. Okay. It's actually from tell me um, this this company in our area called Paramount Home Services, and they do. Pretty much everything, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clean your carpets, do your um, uh, dryer air vents or whatever. And I was like, they said, we, we had our carpets clean when we bought the house in 2017. They sent us a thank you card, magnet on, you know, in the card or whatever. We put it up on the freezer that's outside in the garage, on a deep freezer, right? Mm-hmm. And 2017, 2018 go by about two years ago i had a, a bird in my dryer vent oh birds 
these bro. loving dryer vents, dog. Well, he died that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> you killed the bird, man. I killed birds, mice, snakes, whatever. Listen, you I've been given dominion and authority over every single thing. You right? are a savage. Whatever. You in the spot, stay outside. <laughs> Don't be coming here with my family. You little black bird, whatever. So you protect he, your family against a black bird. I beat him with a dustpan. That's racist. <laughs> he That's flew. Racist. Hey, my hand-eye coordination was nice because oh, yeah. he flew. Bop, got him. Caught him. Know. Anyway, but to keep the birds from coming into the vent, I had to call somebody. I didn't know. So found out that this same company um, would do like you know dryer vent like um, protection or whatever. And I called him, but I was like, man, what the heck is this number? And I remember visually. Like, I've seen their, we got a magnet around here somewhere. I searched the whole house, found it on the side of the, um, oh, on the deep freezer. Okay. Called them, they came out the next day, and it was straight. So, do they work? Yeah, it, it works. Mm-hmm. But the back story of it is, it takes like three, four years, I think, from sometimes we give a magnet and somebody refers right, to it. Right, right. So, does it have value? Yeah. You, do you um, buy them? Sometimes with the, with I mean, the, with nah, the NFL I, schedule I, and stuff on it? I don't. I mean... One guy in my neighborhood, well, my neighborhood, who I'm actually, I took over my neighborhood, but he drops uh, jars of jam every year. <clears throat> and that's, a, <laughs> just got a jar of jam. But it's smart because, one, we don't really eat jam like that. We're not, oh, so do you eat it? We're not jam eaters, per se. I feel like eating jam is kind of corny, just because of the word jam. A, a good peanut, but I like jam versus jelly. Oh, jam versus jelly, yeah, for sure. That j- j- Jam is hot, jelly is not. I think it's just about the ability to spread it. Uh, I'm lazy, and I like a good spreadable. Take your knife, hit it like this. Like this. See, that's too much work. No, it's not. No, it's a lot of take work. Your, take your knife and hit it. Let me oh, show you what you do with jam. Let me show you what you do with you jam. Turn it like that, mm-hmm. and then you spread it to see. Mm-hmm. With jam, you just go, you spread it. You hear that sound effect? My, we need to add sound effects to the my, show. My OC- <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to add sound effects after this. My OCD won't let me just put it on the bread. <laughs> and let me, it got to be systematic, bro. It got to be evenly spread throughout the entire like a, like slice. A perfect, ain't nothing like a perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ain't nothing like a. I ain't had a PB. You know, but let me tell you the hack for PB and J. You got to toast the bread. Oh, hey, bro. Hey, look. You feel me? You got to Listen. toast the bread. You mm-hmm. toast the bread on your PB and J. Nobody going to touch a light it. toast on it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, but I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy Stevie. Oh, your boy, P- you got a PB and J guy? Listen, <laughs> no, <laughs> but. You know, when you're young, you broke, right? So sure. we come home from work, and we worked the day before. We come home from, from we we carpool, and I went to his house, and he's like, "Man, I'm starving." He's like, "You hungry?" Yeah, I'm hungry. Uh-huh. So he's like, "We can make some peanut butter jelly sandwiches, right?" He said, "Let me show you how my dad taught me." Oh. They mixed the peanut butter and jelly together. Oh. And spread and then spread that concoction on the bread. Concoction. <laughs> well, I tell you, I don't know if it's because I was starving. Uh-huh. Or I don't know what it was, but that joint mm. was banging. Mm. Now I've tried it once or twice. It ain't taste the same. Yeah. Ask me about the real estate hot or not. We're building this plane as we flying it. Episode one. <laughs> so you want me to the real estate? Right, Why? Ask you about the real estate hot or not. Okay. Then you had to tell me what to do. <laughs> Open houses hot or not. Open houses hot or not? I'm gonna say not. What was my answer? You, I didn't ask you. Why? Cause you're on a real estate agent. You don't be doing about. <laughs> so you said. <laughs> so you said what? Not. I'm gonna go back and forth with the real estate hot or not. I ain't showing up. I don't like them. They, 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 okay. Long story short. 
Long story a little bit less long. <laughs> but I mean to cut you off though. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's like this. I could spend six hours, four hours, whatever, at your open house. Yeah. Try, you know, sitting there waiting. Or I could be spending that whole four hours looking for buyers and sellers for your house. Which one would you prefer? And that's how I put it. Now, real, now I will say this. From the real estate perspective, open houses are good for real estate agents. Okay. Because we get to market to the neighborhood. We get to make our presence known in that neighborhood. And if you're a new agent, it's a really good way to dominate a neighborhood by just doing open houses. Mm-hmm. Get your book of business up. But as far as it selling the actual home, rarely, rarely, very rarely. I won't say very rarely. I'll just say rarely. Do someone from an open house, does someone from an open house buy the house at the open house or from the open house? More than likely, they're going to have their own real estate agent. They will have seen the property online or as a result of the marketing from that real estate agent. But 90% of the time, open houses are really just for real estate agents. They're not for selling the house. So I'm going to say not. Broker opens. Broker same, opens again. Same, they're, they're the same thing, right? They're pretty good. I mean, so that's agents coming in preview, right? Yeah. I mean, when I was first starting real estate and I was broke, I used to just go to open house, open, brokers open just for the food, just to like eat. <laughs> I, mean, I remember, man, I'd be calling, I'd be like, yo, they have the brokers open. Let's go get some sandwiches. We go get some. I you was new in the business. You, you, yeah. I just go to for the food. Now, again, the, again, the brokers open, the open houses. <laughs> They are for, and I'm just telling you as, as a consumer, they're really just for agents, man. They're just for agents to, to, to brand and market. They don't typically actually, they're not the, but they're, most homeowners believe that the open house is the most important part of selling their house. They go, oh man, you're going to do an open house? I can do five open houses, but that doesn't make, that's not what selling mm-hmm. the house actually entails. It is good for brokers and agents and stuff to market themselves. But it doesn't actually, it's not the most important thing when coming to sell out. The most important thing when you're selling your home is the price. Okay. This is all homeowner controlled, by the way. <clears throat> it's the price, mm-hmm. the condition of the home, and really the market. The market's not as much as the, the price and the condition. Because okay. I can do eight open houses. If the house is trash and it's beat up and it's ugly and it's stink and you got clothes everywhere and it's not, you know nice looking nobody gonna buy it no matter how many open houses you do for sure for sure so i'm gonna say not so what about the refrigerator magnets refrigerator magnets i'm gonna say hot i'm gonna say hot hot or hot mess hot no not hot mess no no hot period i don't even know if my answer is hot or not but but you said not i say i think it's hot because any it's like a little mini commercial Anytime somebody look at that, like I told you, the dude who sells the jam in my neighborhood for Long and Foster, I'm not going to say where he's, what his name is, because this is the real estate wire, and I'm not branding anybody else. But, but you know it, but you, it's you, can dope. See it, you can see his face. I'm not, I don't know his face. I know his name. No, I'm saying, but like, but like. It's brand recognition. But what I'm saying is like, you got the jam. You remember the, what the, you remember what your first, what the yep. first jar jam looked like. Yep. You remember whatever his face it's was a touch. on the card. It's a touch. It's basically him saying hi, which is, I mean, to me, it's dope. Refrigerator magnets, like you found that company with a refrigerator magnet, I think it's hot because most people are not going to throw away a magnet. Like they, just, who throws away? I mean, unless you just yeah. hate the person, you're like, oh, screw that guy. But I'd be throwing away though. No, I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I had a bunch of We're in the business, of course. You're like, make it a bit. But for most people, they're like, oh, magnet. Oh, yeah. 
So I think it's hot. I think I think anything that you can do to put yourself in front of the consumer, your your clientele, your yeah. potential clients, I think it's hot. So in my area, they do a lot of pies. I, I see people doing the pies and stuff. Oh, yeah, because you were in Virginia. Vir- where? Repping up? Don't be hating because Rep- we got smooth roads and clean air. And green wow. Grass. <laughs> wow. Look, I came out, wow. this, mor- I came out this morning and uh, I land uh, a, not land, our alarm care company. They put the, <laughs> the, man- the manure and stuff. They're, they're preparing for the fall stuff. Your manure? So- <clears throat> you have to fall back. <laughs> I'm asking the question. The people want to know. I'm in farm. I'm in, there's a lot of farm land, farmland. Oh, okay. Uh, rural area, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess they locally sourcing the manure. So yeah. Okay. The grass be green like. You. And they give out pies. Yeah, man. Like, like cow it, pies. No, but it's all. Everybody's getting the, the um, uh, Costco pies. The big old pies. <laughs> what do you say? I threw you off for that one. Cow yeah, pies. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm surprised you know about what that is, though. No, I know what it is. Anyway, I remember, really, I remember the school in the country. <clears throat> Real estate swag. What would you? What type of real estate swag would you actually invest in that you think people Man. would use? And here's the here's the thing. Yes, you want it to be a commercial for you, mm-hmm. a commercial that you that keeps playing and you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. for it. But ultimately, you want it to generate some sort of business. Real estate swag, I would say. I don't know the technical name for it, but what's those coffee mugs? The coffee mugs you can take in your car. I don't know what they call them. Oh, I mean, you the therm- the thermostat. Yeah, but it ain't a thermos, um, not a thermostat, um, but. Yeah, I know what you're talking the about. The little coffee. The yeah, Yeti the, one? The Yeti joint? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's hot. Anything that got your name on it, you know, is 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 hot. Okay. So you with you with the swag. I'm with it, man. Put your name Ink on pens. everything. Put your name on everything, dog. Underwear. Which brings me to shout out <laughs> to my boy Jonathan. I'm about to You got an underwear guy? I actually have a clothing line. I got it. My boy, oh, my boy is a manufacturer. Yeah, who did the Coach Marcus hoodies? That's, so that's fresh. My boy uh, Nick from Triple Time Tees, he did these. Oh. Um, I think I'm getting ready to take this to a different space because what I what my vision was in terms of swag was yes, I want to be able to give like clothing gifts, mm-hmm. but uh, I actually want to wear the things that or, or want to produce swag with my logo and things on it. For the things that I wear, so like oh, right, I'm, in, right, right. I'm into socks, hats. I wear hoodies. Yeah, you need to give me some of those hoodies for when we close clients. Man. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you give one to Janice. 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 Who? Janice. Oh, that's right. Send her a hoodie, man. I'm with that. Yay. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, we put a whole box together. I, I give him a box. Would you go provide the cardboard? Huh? You gonna provide the cardboard for the box? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna just pay shipping? Oh, I already got boxes. <laughs> I made boxes with my face on them. So people oh, will remember. Yeah, I got boxes. I didn't see that. Put the box, give me the box, give me a couple hoodies, small, medium, large, and I'll put them in the box. You want all three sizes? Yeah, sure. All right. Give me like a couple. I'm going to make that happen. I'm you got a, some I'm girl a, joints, like girl size? The girls, the girls joints normally have like the tapered in the middle and then they have the I mean, neck girls are wearing the big joints now anyway, so pause. It's all good. They, no. they like all sizes. Pause. <laughs> Can you grow up? <laughs> I'm trying. Can I'm you, trying. You need bro. to grow up. I'm trying because you be hitting me with I am not affiliated with this. You slip with them. You slip with them in. Saying like, yeah, they like all sizes. But look, but that's why Call we work. That's why we work well together because like, Small for you. And maybe real estate wire. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we Joan, right? I don't be Joan. If, if y'all see our text message thread, I say facts. If you see some stupid stuff, I stuff say on facts. It. All facts. Man. 
Well, this comes to the end of the show. It's not like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something else with the bone and the jello pudding. Oh. We're coming to the end of the show, oh, folks. Boy. Well, Marcus, tell them where they can find you. At Mortgage Coach Marcus on IG, uh, Facebook. My, I do have a Twitter. There's some, uh, not symbols, uh, confidence or vows missing in that. I just did a TikTok, but I don't really. You haven't done a TikTok? I have one, but I haven't done it. You don't TikTok? Bro, I'm just now figuring out how to do reels on You don't know how to dance? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's my brother, Michael. Uh, I'm the athlete in the business mind of the other Your brother's name is Michael, and you're Marcus. And I have another brother named Mitchell. Mitchell. And my sister, what's her name? Michelle. Close, Misha. Ah. You have very creative parents. So you're the successful brother. All four of us are successful in different ways. I'm the the business brain. See, you're a good brother because you didn't throw your other siblings under the bus. I throw my siblings under the bus all the time. Look out. I'm the winner of the thing. (laughs) We'll edit that out. (laughs) I'm Dan the Realtor. You can find me on all platforms, danwheelersellshomes.com, on IG, Dan Wheeler Sells Homes, on TikTok, Dan Wheeler Sells Homes, and on Facebook. Did you say TikTok? TikTok. On the TikTok. We're going to talk about the social media thing. The TikTok. On the next one. Well, this will be there. We'll all be there. Appreciate you guys. If you can, when you have a second, like, share, and put a comment at the bottom of our podcast. We really appreciate it. It helps us to push this podcast forward and really help homeowners and home buyers to know, you know, about the market and to understand what's going on in today's market. This is the Real Estate Wire. We are out.